0: to have an inspiration to me personally be the first person that I ever get to interview on my podcast series, the one and only Charlie Johnson in the house. What's, What's up, up, man? How you doing, buddy? Uh, it's so good to have you yes. on, to, to be able to kick this thing off with somebody that I just have more respect than I can even demonstrate uh, through social media. So. I'm, I'm. Thank you, sir. Very much appreciated, and I'm. I'm excited, man, because I've had opportunity to spend some time talking to you over the past couple of weeks, and I've been just blown away by the you know your story and where you're at and things, and so I, I I feel like I should just shut up, man, and and like here's the thing, so let's do this. Let's set the scene, right? So it was 2011, 2011 long time ago. There's a lot of stuff that is different from, uh, 2017 to 2011, but you know, here's what I know. 2011, Charlie Johnson is on the verge of making a decision on his life. That's going to change his life forever. So kind of take us back there and tell us about the journey that you've been on since then. Um,
1: yeah, the, the, the funny, the very interesting thing is, is, um, I don't know if you remember, but in 2009, um, Brandon and I did a joke on April Fool's Day that uh, Johnson and Mackey were leaving Snugs. I do. Yeah, that, that press release we did, <laughs> and people just lost their mind. And people were—we got hundreds of calls like, "Oh, what's going on? Is everything okay?" And then, to that, two years later, I mean, April 1st was my official day that I left. So it was on April Fool's Day that I actually left, and that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of eerie. That's kind of crazy. That <laughs> right. Day. Right. Um,
0: so you, 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 sort of predicted the future to a certain weird kind of way, right?
1: That's, that's kind of terrifying. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was, uh, I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than something inside me wanted me to go in a different direction and, um, I didn't want to go down that different direction. So the universe was going to do everything it could to put obstacles in my way, make me feel a certain way to make me make that change. Um, I didn't want to fly anymore. I didn't want to do certain things and it just got to the point where um, I just had to make a change because I was I was just miserable I was just miserable and it was it was all you know it was all on me
0: yeah and you know I mean think you know I know that you you won't but I can say you know on your behalf that in that stage of your career in the industry you were in people knew who you were right It, it wasn't like you were an unknown practitioner within the space in which you were doing business. That was, that was not, not the case at all. You were in many ways sort of the face of things. And so the the fact that you were, were able to sort of walk away, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm from Detroit, Barry Sanders retired when he was 30, right? So there's that void that gets left sometimes by when you're sort of at the top of your game and it's not fulfilling for you anymore to have the courage and the fortitude to say,
1: I got to make a change. So, so what'd you do? It was, I don't, I, man, it was weird. I remember the last day and just, uh, you know, telling everyone at the, at the company and just balling the whole day. And you know, when I, when I left, it, it wasn't a sense of relief. It was, it was a sense of, of, of fear and what's next and what do we do? And, um, it was just a, a whole lot of different emotions and, um, uh, yeah, I, I, did, I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I know I probably wanted to, at the point of that time, wanted to get involved with the Pay It Forward Foundation and, and do more there. Um, I didn't want to go back into business, <clears throat> go back into what I just, you know, what, what I came out of. So we um, we uh, we took over the Pay It Forward Foundation a little while after leaving uh, Snugs, did a bunch of travel, did a bunch of world travel, did a bunch of TED Talks, got millions of people involved with the foundation, got a, got a bunch of money raised for the foundation and just um, – the main goal was to see why good and kindness wasn't uh, wasn't such a big deal in the world. Everyone spoke about wanting some good and kindness, but um, it wasn't being backed up by their actions. So we wanted to see why. Absolutely, yeah. That's. I mean, I remember being
0: in the audience for your TED talk in Las Vegas, and that that man in that moment. Just that what you spoke about that day was exactly what you just described and it was interesting to watch you stay true to your purpose um, pretty much through the entirety of what you were trying to accomplish and I think you know in a lot of ways that spoke to the passion of what it was that you believed you were trying to accomplish right so I mean it in in my mind Charlie Johnson at that moment had this i'm going to take on the world and save it from itself uh, as his what his spoken objective in life.
1: Yeah. And I was, I was, uh, I was ignorantly blissful to how easy that was going to be. Right. So, <laughs> just, just, I mean, just like when, uh, you know, when we took over snugs because of the passing of unexpectedly, Patty passed away. Um, we were, you know, we were ignorantly bliss, uh, blissfully ignorant to what we were getting ourselves into. And that's sometimes that's a really good thing. Cause we, we just hit the, you know, the pavement running and did a bunch of shows and did what we needed to do. And we did some great things. And, um, it was it was really fun working with everyone and, and and doing everything you know all the travel we did and Brandon and I and it was a fun time but something in me just just changed something just changed in me i don't know exactly how to how to describe it but something pushed me down a different path so there you find yourself
0: and in that moment so it kind of you it's 2017 now And, you know, that, that journey wasn't a brief one. It was a lengthy one and it had a lot of twists and turns to it. So, um, you know, give us Charlie Johnson, 2017 perspective, kind of looking back on that time in your life, you know, what, what do you feel like it taught you? What, how are you better for the time that you spent? Um,
1: you know even even being asked that question, I can go off in a thousand different directions and, and I know this podcast is not six hours long <laughs> uh, I'm sure I could say all the cliche things about it taught me a bunch and I grew up and everything else but you know I started at snugs when I was 16 and kind of just worked my way up and the way the company the way we took over the company unexpectedly, um, I, I still wish you know right now with with everything I'm going through I, the one person I wish was still alive that I could talk to was Patty. yeah. She was the she was the person who took a chance on me when I was very young, and I would love to just sit in front of and sit in a room with her and ask her some for some advice right now. Yeah. Um, she she left us way too early. She was a very very unique human being that I, I you know it's uh, I really miss her. Um, <clears throat> but that the way that the way that happened, uh, you know maybe maybe the maybe was handed maybe I was handed that stuff too easily. Um, maybe, maybe I didn't learn what I was supposed to learn at that time. Maybe, maybe I thought, um, maybe I thought I had the golden touch because of, uh, being being in the right place at the right time. Sure. And the universe wanted to, wanted to teach me exactly just how tough it really is to do something. Yeah. Um, you know, we, it was an existing company. It was a great company. We just, we just did a lot of great things to make it grow and did some great things to, to get it more exposure and. And luckily, you know, Brandon. Brandon had the operational experience, and he he took the brunt of, of, of the weight of Snugs, and uh, very very lucky to be working with him. And <clears throat> it just worked out really well for us, right place, right time. But uh, maybe the universe wanted me to learn in a different way. Maybe they, they wanted. Maybe it wanted to kick me in the teeth and teach me. Just how good I had it at the Snugs, and 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 what a, how tough it is to build a business from scratch, and how tough it is to keep something going, and how much respect you should have for anyone who can uh, start a company, any any supplier, big or small, any distributor from a hundred thousand dollar distributor to to a multi million dollar distributor. Even you know a hundred thousand dollars in sales in, in today's competitive world is, is still a big deal. Yeah. So I have I have a newfound respect for. For anyone who does a, a small business, a medium business, a large business, I have a new empathy for people who struggle with uh, what they want to do and find their purpose. Um, I know a lot of people used to come to me when we, because we had success at a young age, <clears throat> they'd come to me and they'd be miserable or they didn't like their job or they wanted to change something. And my response was, well, if you don't like it, change it. Right. It, it was simple like that. Well, yeah, that's easier said than done. And, and, you know, when it comes to you actually being in that position, not liking something or needing to change, it's, it's a more difficult decision. So I have a newfound empathy for, for people who sometimes struggle with what's going on between their ears.
0: And boy, I'll tell you, I I share your opinion. I think, you know, that we've, we've talked about that here in the near recent discussions that we've had, you know, as I reintroduce myself to the industry in much the same way that, you know, I'm hoping that this will help do for you. Um, I, I, the person that left and the person that's here are two very different people, and it, it has much to do with what you're talking about. You know, it's uh, when you when you've had the opportunity to sit in the chair and really struggle, right? And and really like have pressures and problems that are not easily solved when you don't have a lot of budget and you don't have a lot of resources, right? Like, if you want to be successful, you got to be pretty savvy. You've got, to, you've got to like be willing to, to really think on things in order for you to have a chance to, to really be able to go after it. And I feel like in a supplier role, in much the same way as you, like I have a lot of value to provide because I've done it now, right? And I've literally sat right in that chair and had those same problems as the people who are on the other side of the desk. And if, if you're coming at this from a pure heart and a good place – then it's obvious to people that you want to help them. And if you can show them that you can, typically they'll let you, right? And certainly there'll be some cynics and people who will think that we have ulterior motives. And do you want to sell stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, that's how we get paid. But if we're trying to help one another in the process, and it's giving us a chance to be able to have a relationship and me help your business be more successful, then... I don't see why somebody wouldn't want that, you know, and so I know exactly what you're talking about and it'll be interesting to sort of see uh, from a mentoring perspective as you, as you talk about how that's missing for you, you know, I, I'm sure there's a number of people out there who would welcome the chance to uh, let you pick their brains and ask those questions. So it will be interesting to see sort of who raises their hand to uh, to give you that chance as a result maybe of listening to what we're talking about, you
1: know? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> right yeah it's uh yeah it's 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 interesting to um be at such a high high and then understand what what it truly is to be at a low low and just to not to not to not want to get out of bed to not understand where you're going to do next what you're going to do next how you're going to get there just have truly you know to go from such a confident have such a clear vision knowing what you're doing to I don't even know if I'm choosing right between ham and turkey sandwich. Lunch. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, there's no, you know, the old cliche saying there's no diamond without pressure and all that stuff. And I truly agree with all that stuff. I just, there's, there's still a part of me that you know, when you're going through this, you do not want to go through it. It's very hard to say, oh, it's going to build my character. It's going to build my depth. It's, it's going to help me in the long run. When you're going through it, you just want to get out of it. Human nature feels pain and suffering and they just want to run the other way.
0: No, I, hey, I lo- man, I tell you, I, I remember distinctly Melissa at one juncture of the career saying to me, like, you're miserable. Will you please stop? Right. And I wouldn't allow myself to to acknowledge the fact that it had just become absolute misery. And I finally listened, you know, because she smacked me upside the head and said, you know, I don't like who you are when you're miserable, so please stop. And it was, it was a eye opener for me, and you know I've really made sure that in everything that I've done since then that I'm keeping a healthy eye towards not being miserable, <laughs> because it's amazing how much more creative and productive you can be when you're not miserable, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know. So what do you think? What do you what? What do you think the future holds for you, Charlie? I mean. What are you, What are you looking for? What do you think? What do you think?
1: Um, you know, I, I'd I'd like to I'd like to come back to where to what I know. You know, come back to the industry and I understand it. I know it really well. I know a lot of people. I know I could make a an immediate impact from day one. So <clears throat> I let a few people know that I am uh, looking to come back. So just entertaining phone calls and uh, interviews and and companies. And I'd like to land on the supplier side and and uh, just keep moving forward. But I also want to keep keep things open with pay afford and, and doing the daily random acts of kindness and trying to figure out a way for good and kindness to still become something the world takes seriously. So,
0: Well, and, you know, what, what great sort of – if anybody wants to know what value Charlie Johnson can bring to the table, we start with the guy is all about doing good things for people and has demonstrated it and has a track record and – a whole litany of content behind you to prove that that's the kind of guy you are. So, if you can find a supplier that is aligned with that kind of thinking, then, you know, I think sky's the limit, right? Because once you once you start spreading that sunshine back throughout the distributor ranks, you know I don't I don't think it'll take very long for people to become reaccustomed with what that good feeling is in doing business with Charlie Johnson wherever you are. So um, I look forward to seeing what that's going to turn out to be. Um, somewhat envious over whomever it is that happens to Scoria. Um, unfortunately, well, I'm not in that position yet, but. Someday, my friend someday we, we will we will get this band together at some point, but um, so, it would be cool to get us all together wouldn't that be neat well, so that sort of brings the last topic that I wanted to touch on with you, so you know um, in in the spirit of pay it forward and you know kind of as a touchstone for you as a person uh, you you left the legacy on this industry that perhaps there might be some listeners that might not be aware of so um I thought I wanted to give you a chance to sort of talk about your experience with the group of people that ultimately ended up becoming Promo Kitchen, and sort of how that story goes.
1: Uh, yeah, they. Uh, well, before that, I don't know if I don't know if it's still live. I haven't checked, but remember we started uh, Promo Thirty Five. Yep. I, on Facebook. Yeah. And that became that became the largest uh group in the industry. It was bigger than ASIs and PPAIs and anyone out there. We just had a lot of people on there. We had a lot of contests. We had a lot of we had a lot of uh traction. There was I don't remember the numbers, but it was it was a considerable amount. There was a lot of activity on there. Yeah, you know yeah, what right. I I forgot that
0: you and that thing, I remember it. It was like um it exploded in participation like in a week. It went from you just, it got started to like everyone was on that thing. And it It was, was, the virality of that was noteworthy. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. That was fun. And, uh, and then, uh, for some reason I was in the mindset of, of getting some of the, the younger guys, the younger entrepreneurs, the younger leaders in the industry together. And I sent an email out and luckily I had, you know, been able to do all the power summits and all the shows and any type of event that the industry had. And, got to know all the guys and I, I can't even remember exactly how many he had, but we were in Dallas, right? And we went to the Palm. Yeah. And we went out that room and I sent an email to I think twenty of the, the top guys in the industry, top guys and girls. And uh we got to dinner that one night and everyone started talking about a bunch of ideas. I think, oh, you and John and Damian Want and Devin Piscatelli and uh Mark Graham, Bobby Lujo, uh uh, Dana says uh, there was just a bunch, I can't remember. I think we had 20 people in there. Yeah,
0: CJ yeah, was there, definitely. I remember, yeah. CJ
1: was there, yeah. yeah. A bunch of people were there. Yeah. So he just sent out an email and got everyone, luckily everyone agreed to it and got, got dinner going. I think it was at ASI Dallas. And everyone was in the room and having dinner, having fun. And <clears throat> afterwards, everyone spit out some ideas of what they think they needed to do for the industry. We had distributors and suppliers. and But that was about, that was in February. And I think I left just a couple of months later. And then, You guys, uh, you and Mark and John and Bobby took took it and turned it into Promo Kitchen, and look what Promo Kitchen's doing now. Uh, Like,
0: so when they say you're supposed to live your truth, (laughs) man, you live your truth, didn't you? I mean, Mm -hmm. literally, the the whole notion of what you went on to do, you left this little apple seed behind in the spirit of Mm -hmm. what you were about to go do, and look what it turned into, right? And so.
1: and, and I don't even the half of it. I don't even know what you get. Most of you guys, you know, what you've been doing with it. looks awesome.
0: And, you know, even, even I, to a certain extent, as I've been away from the industry for a bit, have, um, my participation has diminished. But I'm, as I'm back in the industry now, I'm certainly ramping up, you know, my participation again in, in Promo Kitchen. So um, we're really excited. I am, you know, I'm, we're certainly super excited about your return to the industry as well. And so I think... You know, we're looking forward to seeing you over in the kitchen with the rest of the chefs as well. I think that's yeah, it, a, it's a great it's, place it's, for you.
1: It's kind of exciting, you know. It's um, it was a unique, it was a unique. I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was a unique thing for me to send a text out to Brandon and a few other people and say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for a job. I'm looking to come back in." And it was pretty pretty interesting to see their responses. Some of them were like, "Wow, I uh, never expected this text." Um, right. Uh, it was it was it was part of me that had a hard time with it. You know, I, I, um, I'm still got a, a few projects I'm working on that I still have high hopes for. And, um, but the, the response I got the help, uh, you know, the help that Brandon and a few other guys helped me <clears throat> lead to some, some interviews and some flying to suppliers and some people reaching out to me, look at what you're doing. This is the first podcast, fo- first podcast you're doing and you, you get to, I get to be included in that. Um, it's, it's actually now as, as things are moving forward, it's, it's getting pretty exciting to get back in.
0: Yeah, There's uh,
1: so much we can do, and I think, I think the impact we had the first time around will fail in comparison to what we can do this time.
0: Yeah, to that, man, to that. Cheers to that. I would tell you um, – so I'm just coming off the ASI Chicago show where we sort of officially relaunched branded logistics into the promotional product space, and the response was so gracious and so kind – by the people that are the veterans of our industry, that it was so incredibly gratifying to Jonathan and I both. And the fun part of it was, I, we brought along like a brand new hire that we've just brought onto to the organization. And he got a chance sort of in his first interaction with us in a public space, we looked really great because people were coming up and congratulating <laughs> he, us and, you know, welcomed helped him, and, him.
1: Helped him believe he made a good decision.
0: Right. Like, we're like, bro. hey, kids, see, check it out. People know who we are. <laughs> so, but, you know, and the and the only way I think that you, you, you're able to have a moment like that is if you've done the right things for the right amount of time, right? Sure. And, and only if and when, and sometimes not even then, which is really the hardest part, is you could do all that hard work and think that you might get something in return and it doesn't always work out that way. So that's that's really the biggest lesson, but you know to me secondarily, you know, great everyone was really excited that we're back, but we have to do a good job and and live up to the promises that we're making to, you know, prospects in the promotional product space and I think we can because we're from the industry. We've done it for 12 years, right? And we've done it as a distributor for most of that time. So we know what that looks like. And then our time at I decorate taught us what we needed to do and how we needed to look in order to be able to service a distributor. So, you know, we feel like we have a lot of experience in that space. So it's exciting. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. And, I'll, you know, I'm going to be just like you. Like people are going to see me on the road just like they're going to see you on the road and your face is going to be in front of people because that's what we do. Right. So I look forward to the opportunity to see how this transpires with you, man. And, you know, I'll be checking in on you. And, you know, maybe we can do an update every now and again once you uh, figure out where it is that you're going to take your talents. Maybe we should do like like uh, like LeBron. I'll be you know, we'll go to we'll go on stage and you can announce your decision. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no thank you uh, no i i didn't think so all no. right well thanks so much man this has been great i really appreciate the time and we'll talk to you again
1: all right roger thanks man See you,